0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: King David wanted his kingdom to be a righteous kingdom, full of justice, not just for some, but for all, even those who were very poor. And in this psalm that we're going to look at at this time, We see some interesting information take out your bible and look with me to the book of psalms and psalm 72 the book of psalms and psalm 72 now normally we begin with the first verse and move forward but here i'd like to point out something that is written in the last verse of psalm 72 where it says the prayers of David, the son of Yeshai, that is Jesse, they are complete, meaning they come to an end with this psalm. Now, because of that statement in verse 20, many of the commentators, they interpret that David wrote this psalm late in his life when he was coming to the end of his life. He knew that he was going to be replaced. And therefore, because of this, now look at verse 1. Notice the first statement as this psalm begins. We read in Hebrew, Lish Lomo. That is, you can translate it to Solomon, or just as accurate, it could be for Solomon. So he wrote it to Solomon, but for him that he would understand some very important truth what it means to be the king so if we are led to agree with many of the commentators david is writing this psalm to his son solomon in order that david's objectives which is that that kingdom would be a righteous and just kingdom full of the will of god and the presence of god that that would continue and even grow stronger under the administration of his son so look again at verse 1 of psalm 72 where it says to solomon god your judgments to the king give now to the king there's two ways that we can understand this it could be referring to to david saying god give me your judgments that i might pass them on to my son and it could simply mean that it's speaking about how david wants god to give his own judgments to solomon that they would become a reality under this new administration but what's interesting is what we see at the conclusion of verse one it says and your righteousness to the son of the king now if david's the king obviously we're talking about the son of the king solomon but i would suggest to you something different that the king is indeed the new king solomon who's going to be taking over and the son of the king is speaking about solomon's heritage that is that next generation and we know from our study of god's word how important that next generation is how that phrase and things that hint to the next generation always give the passage a kingdom context and what david is wanting is that there be a transition but ultimately that this translation would move towards the establishment of the kingdom of god look at verse 2 and he will judge your people in righteousness now we're going to see that there's an emphasis upon righteousness in this passage of scripture and we see that righteousness is the chief adjective that word that more than any other describes the kingdom of god So David is saying here, and we can understand it as a prayer, as a petition. He will judge your people with righteousness. That's what David wants to be the reality. And your poor ones with justice. Now, why does he say that? Because most kingdoms did not have righteousness and justice. People would come for that, but what would happen? well the judges wanted to be bribed and those who could afford it those who had power those who could do something to the judges they would receive a better verdict than those who could not and David does not want that to be the reality of his kingdom and the administration of his son that is taking over after him so he says he will judge your people in righteousness and your poor ones in justice verse 3. now he wants something else to be the character of his kingdom look at verse 3 the mountains will lift up peace for the people and the hills in righteousness now we've come across this word righteousness several times and when we deal with the mountains and the hills we're talking about authority that the authorities within that kingdom they would realize their responsibility to rule not simply because they have the power to do so but to rule to uphold the purposes of god god's righteous purposes to uphold justice in this community and we read look now to verse 4 he will judge the poor ones of the people And he will save the sons of the destitute one. Now, all of this is unique. In most empires, we see that those who were poor, like widows and orphans, they were exploited. People didn't stand up for them to help them because they could offer nothing in return. But David, he is specifically speaking about these poor ones and saying to Solomon, you must ensure that they receive justice, that things are done righteously for all people, not just those that that can pay to get it how they want, but those who cannot. There must be a true justice and fairness and equity to your administration and Finally he says at the end of, of verse verse four, where he promises to crush. The one who is the oppressor verse verse five they will see you with the sun now he's going to be talking about the sun and the moon and there's a reason for this obviously the sun is much brighter than the moon and he wants justice and righteousness to be seen as the noonday sun something that is obvious something that is is the character of that kingdom but then he speaks about the moon that is at night and he says when it's not as bright still he wants that same character to be upheld both in day and night meaning at all circumstances and that's why if you look at the end of this verse where it speaks about the phrase door during which means generations of generations so it's speaking here about a consistency not just for a few years not just for one administration but that it would continue generation to generations there would be an ongoing quality of righteousness and justice in the kingdom of Israel long after David had relinquished power and died verse verse six and will go down as rain upon the cut grass now it's literally the word for cut but the implication is the cut grass and cut grass is very susceptible to receive water and what david is telling us is this when there is an administration a rule an authority a king that is upholding justice for all and that justice and that righteousness is as clear as the noonday sun. And even at darkness, it still is seen. And it has a heritage many years of upholding these things. What's going to be the outcome of that? Well, we know that many times when water, especially rain, is mentioned, it relates to blessing and what david is saying to solomon is this if you do these things if you uphold righteousness and justice for all then you are positioning yourself to be rained upon that means that blessings will fall from the heavens upon you and it says that the rain will will drip upon the land meaning the land will be blessed verse verse 7. righteousness will flourish in his days and the abundance of peace until there is without a moon now what does that mean until there is without a moon well we know something we know that this world is going to fade away the bible says that the first heaven and the first earth will pass away and there's going to be a new creation and what is that new creation it relates to the kingdom of god and what david is saying is that he desires this justice this righteousness that will cause this nation of israel to be a blessed nation he wants this until until there there is that kingdom change when messiah himself is ruling over creation so righteousness may it flourish in his days and the abundance of peace until there is no more moon until this new creation verse verse 8 and he will rule from sea unto sea and river and this is probably referring to the euphrates rivers according to most of the commentators and from the river until the ends of the earth so david just doesn't want this for his borders david thinks much broader than that he wants this righteousness this justice and we know something righteousness and justice is an invitation to god to bless the people that's why rain was mentioned and david wants this blessing not just for for a short period of time but ongoing that there would be a consistency of this nation being blessed by god and not only this nation but it says to the ends of the earth meaning that all the families of the earth might be blessed verse verse 9 and before him the the wilderness or the deserts they are going to be subdued and his enemy dust will lick and that's simply speaking about how and there's references to this in other places referring to satan the enemy the devil that they are going to to triumph that is the people of god and satan is going to be forced force to to lick the dust and it's here in the plural the enemies of israel verse 10 kings of tarshish and the the isles these faraway places they will will bring literally they will return and bring a gift and the kings of of sheba and seva they will 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 offer gifts so we see how this righteous nation of israel will influence other nations to worship god and bring gifts so it's clear that a righteous israel is going to be a blessing for all the nations of the world look if you would to verse verse 11 and all the kings will bow down to him and all the nations will serve him for he will deliver the poor one from from crying and the one who is afflicted that has no one to help he's going to see that one and he's going to respond himself and that's what messiah did and that's what we are called to do and that's what david is admonishing his son to uphold in his administration verse verse 14 verse 13 and he will will spare that means to have mercy to have pity he will spare the one who is is destitute and the one who is poor and it says the souls of the destitute one he will save now this should stand out because in most places as i talked about these individuals who were poor destitute they were exploited they were oppressed but not under david's administration he looked out specifically and specially for them and he is admonishing his son to do that same thing now look if you would to verse 14. from oppression and violence and this violence is a senseless violence it's violence for the sake of simply doing violence and seeing people suffer it's an addiction to to other people's pain so from oppression and from violence, he will redeem their soul. For precious is their blood in his eyes. So we see this merciful God, this God who who wants to bless, who wants to help, who wants to uphold truth and justice and righteousness for all people. So David, remember, David is praying this psalm he's written it down at the end of his life because this is what david wants the nation that he's ruling over to become under the leadership of his son solomon all of this all of this is is messianic it is preparing things that same characteristic for a messianic kingdom and that's simply telling the reader that we should live according to the kingdom truth now in this age verse verse 15 and he will live and will give to him from gold of sheba and he will pray in his behalf always all through the day that that he would be blessed so we see that praying for others that that people would be blessed under his administration that god would move to do those things that only god can do that are truly a blessing healing restoring reestablishing carrying out the purposes of god and making these promises a reality this is what david wants the people to experience and he says look now to to verse verse 15 where he says once more and he will live and he will give to him from the gold of sheba and he will pray in his behalf always all day long that he will bless him now verse 16 and it shall come about as the wild produce just that which grows naturally it will come about with the natural growth in the land that will be upon the head of the mountains that top part of the mountains and what will happen it will be so fruitful and and plentiful that it is going to shake meaning make noise as as the fruit in Lebanon and furthermore it says here that it will sprout that these will sprout from a city as as the grass in the earth now grass just comes up naturally in many places and in that same way we're going to see when it's righteous and just and the poor are being looked over and and taken care of when that's happening we see that that good things are going to sprout up naturally the produce of the land verse verse 17 and it will come about and this is one of the most important verses in the whole book of psalms it is seen as messianic speaking about the eternality of Messiah. Notice what it says in verse 17. And it will come about his name and and there's almost a consensus that his name is the name of Messiah will be forever because he's eternal. Before the sun even he was. And it says that before the sun and we have that term Yanun, which means he has endured. He has been established even before the creation of the sun and it says yanun was his name and in this one all the nations will be blessed and they are going to to laud praise glorify this one and we're speaking about obviously the messiah in this passage and all that he brings about and then verse 18 blessed is the lord god the god of israel who does wondrous things by himself verse 19 and blessed is the name his glorious name forever and he will fill with glory all the earth and the reader writes or the writer writes down amen amen and then we have that expression now is completed the prayers of david the son of Yishai well we went through this very quick for one main reason to show how committed David was to these concepts of righteousness and justice and to remind us when we live justly when we execute righteousness that is an invitation for God to move and bless his people and this is what we're called to do to live in such a way and to ensure that the standards of God, His will, is maintained. And when that's the case, what's going to happen? God is going to move mightily and pour out blessings upon us from heaven. This psalm is a psalm of encouragement. It reminds us no matter what the enemy might be doing, no matter how corrupt and full of, of decay spiritually this world may be, that if we live according to the truth of god god will still bless us he will be our defense he will assist us and we can trust and depend upon him and not be disappointed well a great psalm one that i would highly recommend that you read for yourself several times making notes of what's said there that you might have a fuller understanding of this wonderful psalm Psalm 72. I'll close with that until next time. Shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch.